Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, Ministry of Greater Worship Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Apostle Robert Enos. Here we will talk about doctrine and theology, politics, social and cultural issues, and how the church is to respond and face these issues. Get ready for a large dose of truth and get ready to have your tables flipped. As a friend just told me recently, Table Flippers is flipping awesome. I hope you go and check out our merchandise page. We have hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. I just got in my own hat, and I've been wearing it. I've been getting a lot of compliments on it. It's a fantastic hat. My daughter designed all of these, but we have hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. And if you go to tableflippers.com, that's tableflippers.com, and use freedom as your promo code, you'll get a discount. Fantastic stuff, beautiful stuff, and it'll help me, it'll help you. And together, we'll be flipping awesome. Welcome back. I'm glad that you could join us for another exciting episode of Table Flippers Podcast. This is your host, Robert Enos. And today I want to talk to you about something that's really been actually pressing upon my heart for years. And when I say that, I'm not exaggerating. This has been something that's weighed upon my heart for many, many years. And I've been reluctant to really talk about it too much openly, especially in a forum such as this, because of the, well, the back, not just the backlash, because I never get worried about backlash necessarily. It's the foolish backlash that I know I'm going to get over this. And uh, anytime that I or somebody of my skin color, and I'll explain that in a moment, tries to talk about these things, we are the ones that get drug out over the coals and blasted. So today I want to talk to you about racism from my own experiences, but also some things that we just see in the world. So I have some things to share with you. Let me begin this discussion on race and racism from a personal story that happened to me several years ago. This wasn't too long ago, but several years ago. It was when the George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin trial and uh, killing took place. If you guys remember that, what happened was a gentleman by the name of George Zimmerman shot and killed a 17-year-old black uh, man, black teenager, by the name of Trayvon Martin. And when this happened, the media really hyped it up as a race, an issue of race, that this white man killed a black teenager, and that's all you needed to know. It was based on race. That's it, racism. And uh, let me tell you what happened with me, how even I got targeted as a racist in all of this by simply doing nothing, and I literally mean nothing. So when this was happening and it was in the news, what was funny, they kept showing this picture of George Zimmerman and he looked like your typical white guy. And they would show this picture of Trayvon Martin and it looked like this cute little, uh, you know, 12, 13 year old, um, well, black boy. And what they were doing, what the media had been doing was whitewashing, literally photoshopping, whitewashing, the George Zimmerman picture to make him look more white than he actually was. This is just the truth, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you the truth. And they kept showing the picture of Trayvon Martin when he was 13 years old. The problem with it was 
that Trayvon Martin was actually 17 years old and much bigger, much taller, and much stronger than that 13-year-old picture of this cute little boy that they were showing. And George Zimmerman, uh, actually, he identifies as being Hispanic. His skin was a, quite a bit darker than most of the pictures that were being shown by the news outlets. George Zimmerman's uh, father was an American of German descent, but his mother was Peruvian. She was actually born in Peru, hence he gets that darker, a little bit darker skin tone, certainly darker than I, mine is, and he actually identifies as Hispanic. So they never let this out. They never talked about this because if they did, that would kill the, the push of white on black crime that they were trying to push at this racist George Zimmerman shot and killed in cold blood this cute little 13-year-old uh, black child. And well, yeah, he did kill him, but they forgot to tell you that he was 17 years old. He was much taller than George Zimmerman, much stronger than George Zimmerman. And they never said that, they never brought out that, they, that uh, Trayvon Martin actually had drug problems. He had behavioral problems in school. He was always in trouble at his school. He had anger management problems. And to top it all off, he was training to be an MMA fighter. And when George Zimmerman actually shot and killed Trayvon Martin, it was because Trayvon Martin had knocked George Zimmerman to the ground, was on, on top of him, literally on top of him, punching his face MMA style and... George Zimmerman was calling for help. Nobody came to help, so he pulled his weapon and shot him and killed him in self-defense. Now, before anybody starts to throw that just yet, because I'm not done with this podcast yet, before anybody starts throwing the label of racist at me because I'm bringing this up and talking about it just in truth and honesty, um, let me tell you something. Although, on the one hand, I look at this and I look at the facts I look at the facts now that we know the facts, and this is, again, was several years ago, but I look at the facts and I realize what George Z Zimmerman did was self-defense. He didn't break any laws, okay? But I also think George Zimmerman was an idiot because he was told by the police to stop following Trayvon Martins, to leave him alone, and even though he didn't break any laws, he certainly was acting stupid. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time doing the wrong thing, even though it was legal. So with that said, the whole white guy kills black boy um, story comes crashing down when you get all the facts. Now, what does this have to do with me? At the time when this was really hyped up in the media and hyped up in the streets and even in the churches, it was hyped up and race relations were strained because this white man kills this black boy. Uh, and, and here it is, uh, they're showing this 13-year-old black, and I gotta admit, when I first saw the pictures, I felt sorry for him, I felt sorry for his family, and I still feel sorry for him. Don't get me wrong, I don't wanna see anybody killed, regardless. But I see this 13-year-old, uh, you know, this cute kid, and I'm thinking, how terrible, this guy's a jerk. But when all the truth starts coming out, that well, was a different story. But my point is, way back when, you know, I had some friends in the, in the pastors, a pastor friend, and I'm thinking of one in particular, a pastor friend, or I thought was a friend, 
thought was a friend um, of African-American descent. And he called me out on Facebook openly. Now, this is somebody I thought was a friend. He called me out on Facebook calling me a hypocrite and a bigot and a racist on Facebook because I didn't post anything in defense of Trayvon Martin. Now, granted, this was when it was just happening. Every, it was like this, this whole idea and concept of racism was boiling over. And I didn't know any of the facts other than George Zimmerman um, shoots and kills Trayvon Martin. And I knew there was more to the story. I knew there was more to the story. Racist or not, I knew there was more to the story. Okay, But I get called out as a racist and a bigot simply because I don't say anything about it. I keep my mouth quiet on it. And, and now I'm getting called out by somebody I thought was a friend. Thought was a friend. And he's calling me a racist and a bigot. And I just simply said, listen, I'm not saying anything about it until I get all the facts. And what he told me was, white guy, and I'm just going to break it down like this. You know, um, He says, basically, white guy kills um, black kid. That's all you need to know. He's a racist. This is about racism. You need to stand up for Trayvon Martin and the black community. And I'm saying, no, there is more to the story that we don't know yet. And isn't it interesting that when all the information came out and we found out the truth about everything, including George Zimmerman's background and Trayvon Martin's background in history, and we found out why um, George Zimmerman shot and killed Trayvon Martin. What was going on in that moment? It wasn't just this white guy hating black people, hunting down the chilled black children in the streets and shooting them on sight. That had nothing to do with it. But when all the information came out, do you think my friend, my friend, do you think my friend called me or contacted me or went on Facebook and openly apologized and repented for stupidity? No, of course not. But here's this same friend had admitted on several occasions that he struggled with racism. He admitted that he struggled himself with racism towards white people. And it was seen and recognized and realized and made manifest in that moment of time as he's blasting me as the racist simply because I was just waiting for information. Now, if, 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 and it didn't, but if the information came out that George Zimmerman was a Ku Klux Klan member or Aryan Nation or something like that, I would have blasted him from here to eternity. I'd have still been talking about it, but that wasn't the case. Here's a man that identifies as Hispanic because of his mother and the color of his skin. He's being called a white racist and, and his racism was aimed at this, this black uh, um, child. And that's the way it was painted. And it turns out that wasn't the case. You would think that somebody in the ministry would have the courage, the courage to call me up or put on Facebook and say, I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. I shouldn't have said what I said. But nah, he didn't. Um, needless to say, 
that's one reason why I don't have a lot of friends in the ministry anymore because I'm sick and tired of that attitude that does not belong in the ministry. It does not belong in our so-called pastors. It doesn't belong in our church leaders. But that's a story for another time. I want to touch upon an article. And I'll put the link to this article in the comment section or in the description section, I'm sorry. The title of this article is 25 Most Racist Countries in the World. And it says New Rankings. And it was published in September 28th, 2015. So it goes back a few years, but not too far back. By a gentleman, I honestly, I don't know if this is a man or woman. Please forgive me. Uh, but the name is Einan Dogen, PhD. Einan Dogen, and I, I hopefully I'm saying that correctly. I-N-A-N-D-O-G-A-N, PhD. Anyways, that's the writer. And I'm not going to get into the whole article. I'm just going to touch upon some things because a lot of people have this idea that the United States of America is this horribly racist country. And they try to point out things such as, in a, at least in a modern time, the George Zimmerman and the Trayvon Martin thing. you know, Or they point backwards 200 years and more to slavery. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you. The United States of America has had its racist past, had even today some racism in it. But is the United States of America the most racist country on the planet? Didn't even rank in the top 10. Did it rank in the top 25? Well, we're going to find out. Let me start by just reading the first uh, short paragraph of this article. It says, what are the most racist countries in the world? Racism isn't an easy concept to measure. You can't conduct a survey and directly ask people whether they are racist or not. Most racists don't know they are racists. And the ones that know won't admit the, that fact in a survey. That's why researchers have to come up with indirect ways of measuring racism. That's what we did in this article. Now, again, that was the opening portion of this article. Let me just read another little portion of this. The database contains several results from 60 countries and covered nearly 85,000 respondents. In order to calculate the most racist countries in the world, we calculated ratings based on two questions. In the first questions, respondents were asked whether they would like having people from another race as neighbors. A no answer is assumed to indicate racist feelings. The second question was more direct. How frequently do racist behavior occur in your neighborhood? Obviously, the responses are subjective, but we calculated the percentage of people who didn't say not frequently at all and used it as an indicator of racism. We ranked each country based on each of these questions and calculated the average rankings. Based on our calculations, the list of the most of the 25 most racist countries in the world are presented below. Now, I want to go through this list just briefly just to show you some of some of them. So, bear with me. It says number 25, 20, the 25th on their list is Japan of all places. That actually shocked me. But uh, where it says, um, as far as Japan is concerned, percent of respondents who don't want people from a different race as neighbors, 22.3% of them said they don't want other races as neighbors. And 29.7% um, of the respondents 
said they observed racist behavior in their neighborhood. So that's basically how they came up with this list and where these countries fall into the category. So Japan was number 25. Number 24 was Morocco. Number 23, Turkey. Number 22, Cyprus. Number 21, Thailand. Number 20, Russia. 19, and it says here technically Hong Kong, it was Hong Kong. Hong Kong isn't a country, but they, they still did their rankings from Hong Kong, but Hong Kong was 19. Uh, Yemen was 18. Pakistan was 17. Algeria was 16. Ecuador, this kind of surprised me, but Ecuador was 15. Hopefully I'm saying this next country right. Kyr Kyrgyzstan, Kyrgyzstan was 14. <laughs> uh, Iraq, 13. Nigeria, and that actually surprised me as well, but Nigeria was 12. Malaysia, 11. South Korea, that really shocked me, was number 10. South Africa, number 9. Palestine was 8. Kuwait, 7. Philippines, another shocker, at least for me, was number 6. Egypt, number five. Libya, number four. Number three was Bahrain. Number two was Lebanon. And number one really shocked me, to be honest with you, India. And no, ladies and gentlemen, the United States of America did not even make this list of the top 25 most racist countries in the world. And a lot of you would listen to the, oh, that's a fake, that's false. Well, the data doesn't lie. Numbers don't lie. And I've actually traveled the world. I've been to many countries and I have found that the United States of America is the least racist country that I have personally been to. I'm not going to say on the planet, but I, that I have personally been to. And, uh, you know, it's even funny. You could probably find this on YouTube or somewhere else, but I'm not really much into rap, but there's an an interview with Lil Wayne. And I couldn't tell you one Lil Wayne song, to be honest with you, but I at least recognize the name. But Lil Wayne was in an interview. And the person conducting this interview asked him about racism. And Lil Wayne says, I've never experienced racism. I've never experienced racism. And then he went on to say, as a matter of fact, when I uh, have a concert or some, who's on the front row? Bunch of white people. They, they support me. He says, I've never experienced racism. Morgan Freeman was in an interview. And he says, you want to put an end to racism? Stop talking about it. And the interviewer, I mean, according to the interview, was Jewish and was stunned and shocked because he's a member of the media, you know, and they're supposed to know more than we do, but they don't. But he was shocked that here's a black man of his age even saying no, it doesn't exist, at least in the manner that you're trying to make it exist. And you need to stop talking about it just so we can get along. Okay? So let me read this again. This is from the article about America. Now, whether you agree with it or not, this is just from the article. Is America among the most racist countries on earth? This is another question we come across when searching this subject. Racist behavior and adverse events triggered by racism seem more common in America because racists have more opportunities to display their feelings in this country. America is an 
ethnically and racially diverse country, and these people interact with each other multiple times in a given day. On the other hand, other countries, i.e. several countries in Europe and Asia, are more homogenous, and some of these countries never see another person from another race their entire lives. We believe America, on average, is one of the most racially tolerant countries on earth. Did you hear that? That America is one of the most racially tolerant countries on earth. Another way of testing this hypothesis is by looking at all the percentage of interracial marriages, which we can cover at another time. I kind of wish they would have covered it just because it would be interesting to know which country has or countries have the most interracial marriages in there. That would be a great indication of what that country has been able to do to overcome racism. But nonetheless, let me, let me give you that line again. We believe America, on average, is one of the most racially tolerant countries on earth. And honestly, when my thought process, when I think, when I exercise my three brain cells, and I start thinking about this idea, this concept of racism, I actually never went to that place of, of thinking or, or realizing and understanding that, yes, in America, we are so diverse that on a given day, just, just me, where I'm at in my neighborhood and where I, where I live, I, I come in contact with, uh, of course, white people. Uh, Latinos, Hispanic, um, Asian, Black, uh, Middle Easterners, and uh, people of all different cultures and all different races and skin tones, even different um, religions, uh, different socioeconomic statuses, uh, some rich, some more poor, some, you know, and all the way across the board uh, in every other way as well. Men, women, old, young tall, short, and you know what? We are so diverse and we have contact with, you know, to think that in that kind of environment that most of us live in, that most all of us Americans live in, that in any given day, you're going to come across and come in contact with people that don't share your same exact skin color. And yet we have, how many times do you hear in the news that there was a killing or a beating or a robbery or whatever, simply based upon skin color. It's actually very rare. Either they're not really talking about it, which you know the media loves that, so if it was happening, they would talk about it because they make it up, as was the case with Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin. They'll push a narrative, they'll create a narrative just to get results and to get more people tuning in. And it stir up people, such as this pastor I was talking to you about, who is calling people racist simply because they didn't say anything. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's one of the most foolish things I've ever been accused of, being a racist because I didn't say anything. I thought you had to say something or do something to actually be a racist. But not anymore. You can just be quiet, and you're a racist because you're quiet. But anyways... So I wanted to share this with you because this whole concept and idea of racism in America has been so blown out of proportion. And it's been blown out of proportion with our liberal media, liberals in uh, our liberal politicians and liberals in government. And I, the reason I keep saying liberals is because liberalism is wicked. It's just wicked. 
And the Democrat Party is filled with them. And if you, ladies and gentlemen, if you have the idea for one moment that the Democrats are not the racists, it's got those wicked Republicans. No, it's not the Republicans. I'm not saying all Republicans are straight-laced and, and, and they're not racist. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm telling you, um, you can bet dollars to donuts that there are more racist Democrats by far by far, even in the modern age, I'm talking about right now today, the history, of course, they founded the Ku Klux Klan, Jim Crow laws. They were the ones who were fighting to keep their slaves. We fought a civil war. They were the ones trying to keep their slaves. And it was the Republicans fighting the Democrats so that those uh, the slaves can be released and be freed. And Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, by the way. And so I'm not trying to stand on the virtues of we're not racist because of Abraham Lincoln. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're just honest, and that's the thing about it. When you go unbiasedly and look at these things and you're honest with yourself, you realize the Democrats of today are the true racists. They are the true racists. Let me give you just an example. And you can look these things up, Google them, uh, go to YouTube. I know this, everybody, regardless, regardless of your skin tone, you you know how to do this. And again, there's a reason why I said that. But there's been uh, people, you know, the man on the street kind of thing, where they go out to different places. So they go out and ask a bunch of white people, especially young people that are college age, you know, um, is it racist to require people to have a photo ID before they can vote? And these uh, all I could say is these dumb white kids, dumb white kids. And no, that's not racist because I'm uh, I'm white myself, in case you haven't figured that out. But these dumb white kids say, oh yeah, that's absolutely racist. Why is that racist? And many of them will say because people of color, black people, or uh, our Hispanic, Latino community, they don't have either access to get an ID, which is absolutely foolishness. We all have the exact same access regardless of your skin color. And some of them went as far as to say they do not know how to get onto the internet. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that these young, white, liberal Democrats think that if you have a skin color a little bit darker than them, you're too dumb to get on the internet or to find a DMV or some other place that issues photo IDs. You're too dumb to walk in there and fill out the application. You're too dumb to figure it out. So no photo IDs because people that don't look like these idiotic racist white kids are too dumb to figure it out. I, for one, ladies and gentlemen, I absolutely know each and every one of you listening to this You're smart enough, regardless of what skin color you are, you're smart enough, sharp enough, wise enough to know how to get a photo ID. It's interesting. I had this question one time, or I uh, had this conversation, I should say, with somebody. And it was a a young black woman. And um, she, she said, well, yeah, it's racist. She was the only person only person, because I put out this question, is it racist to require photo IDs? And she was the only one that says, yeah, it's racist. And I said, well, why? Because not all black people have an ID. Now, this is a young black girl saying this. And I said, well, why don't they have them? Who do you know? I said, who do you know? 
Anybody, anybody, name one person that you know that does not have a photo ID. And this is what she actually told me. She says, my grandmother. I said, okay, well, then it's your job to help her get one. Well, she's in her 90s. I said, it, it doesn't matter. Pick her up, take her down to the DMV and get an ID or wherever you get an ID. Well, she has Alzheimer's and she's bedridden and she's not expected to live very long. I said, so, so let me, let's back up the truck. Beep, 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 beep. That's the truck backing up, by the way. I said, so the only person that you know that does not have a photo ID is bedridden with Alzheimer's and in, the, in her 90s and not expected to live very long. So I asked the next question, would your grandmother go and vote? Does she vote? Oh no, because she can't get out of the house. She doesn't, you know, she's, she's sickly. She's not expected to live very long. So she don't vote. I said, so really that's a mute point. So the only person that you know that doesn't have a photo ID won't even vote anyways, can't vote because of other more serious issues going on in her life. So that don't even count. So, so you really don't know anybody that's an eligible voter or somebody that would vote that doesn't have a photo ID. Now, remember, man on the street out there asking these white college-age kids, hey, is that racist? Oh, yes, it's racist. It's racist because they can't figure out how to get one. So the same man on the street goes into a more black community and starts just randomly asking uh, people of a darker hue, hey, is this racist? Would it be racist to require a photo ID to go vote? And they said, no. He says, well, why? Well, uh, it just isn't. If that's what they require, that's required. Well, do you have an ID? She says, the lady that he was questioning says, yeah, I got an ID. Well, do you know anybody that doesn't have an ID? And she laughed. She goes, no, everybody has an ID. And she, he said, do you know where to get an ID? Well, of course we know where to get an ID. We got one and everybody I know has one. You have to have a photo ID to get in, around in this world. And she laughed like, is this a stu? I mean, is this, what is this? Is this candid camera? Am I seeing a camera somewhere? What are you setting me up? Am I going to be on the evening news? Am I going to see myself? No, it wasn't. It was just somebody taking the time to ask real world questions of the people that keep getting thrown under the bus. And, and I, I want to tell you, people, that, you know, again, I really hate even talking about race, to be honest with you. I don't like to uh, um, because I don't look at it that way. And anytime a white guy starts talking about race, we automatically get labeled racist. And I'm really actually sick and tired of it, which makes me want to do this uh, podcast on this issue today. I'm really sick and tired of that being thrown out there. And especially, listen, you get into a conversation with a Democrat or with a liberal, and the moment you start winning the argument, you're automatically a racist. That's just the way it works. That has been, you know, you just throw that racist card out there. You're a racist. Oh, you're a racist. We can say something. Oh, you're a racist. And it's disgusting. And it's been used so much and overused that unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, this is what it's creating. It's creating racism. Throwing out that word creates racism because in the hearts and the minds of many people, once they get labeled something and they can't shake that label, they say, forget it. Just forget it. I don't even care anymore. 
I don't even care anymore. And now they take this hardened heart, this bitter heart towards the people that called them racist or, yeah, or the people that they have been labeled racist towards, and they just say, forget it. I'm not going to deal with it anymore. I don't even want to be around you anymore, which creates a racism of itself. It's a strange pattern. It's a strange thing. Stop using that, especially with people that are merely talking and especially people that are having the conversation. Because even if they are racist, having that conversation with them could win them over and bring them out of it when they see your side. But you throw that out and they shut down, nobody's going to see it. And that works both ways. That honestly works both ways. So I've learned this. In a debate or conversation, the first person that uses the word racism lost that debate. They lost that debate. It's over. And just walk away from it. They lost the debate. Do we need to work on some of these things? Well, absolutely we do. Racism should not be tolerated. True racism, not this perceived perception of racism, not looking back 200 years and saying, white people enslaved black people 200 years ago. That means all white people are racist today. That's stupid. That's foolish. That's ignorant. No, it doesn't. I wasn't around 200 years ago. And to the best of my knowledge, all the, all the people who have a darker skin color than me, they weren't around 200 years ago either. Is there racism? Yes, and we need to deal with it. But we don't deal with it by, by doing these things. We deal with it by coming together truly uh, um, and seeing one another. And when we make a mistake, pastors, we apologize for it. We repent and we do whatever we need to do to mend those relationships and those bridges. So I hope... You are all with me when I say we need to just stop talking about racism, at least with the same words and conversations that we have been using, and start just treating one another with honor and respect and dignity. I want to leave you with the words of Martin Luther King. And I don't want anybody feeling like I'm patronizing patronizing them by using MLK. It's just he was a great man in many of the things that he did. And he said something that was profound. It was profound then in 1963 and it's still profound today. He says, I have a dream that my four children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. So ladies and gentlemen, let's all work to build our character. Let's all work to show dignity towards one another, respect towards one another, honor towards one another. Let's build our own character so that when people look at us, they can see the content of our character, not the color of our skin. Thank you for joining us at Table Flippers Podcast. I'd really love to hear from you. Please look us up on the web at www.com gwcclancaster.org that's gwcclancaster.org or you can email me at gwccrobert at gmail.com I'd really love to hear from you please let us know how we're doing keep all those comments coming until next time you all have a great and a blessed day